Yeah. Thank you, young people. Thank you, everybody. Praise the Lord. Turn with me in the fifth chapter of First Peter. Familiar passage of scripture. There is no other way I can live without you. going to read the uh, verse 11 verses, but won't be emphasizing that many, I don't think, but we're going to allow the Lord to bless us through his word today. If you have it, please stand out of respect for God's word, fifth chapter, first Peter, verses one through 11, the fifth chapter of first Peter. Verses 1 through 11. The elders which are among you, I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, uh, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may be devour, whom resisteth steadfast in the faith, knowing whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who have called us out of his eternal glory by Jesus or Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Now, Father, let the words of my mouth and the many meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. 
church said amen. May be seated. Amen. Subject this morning is God will take care of you. God will take care of you. That is an order of operation that God has established through his word, and none better to portray that order than the apostle Peter in terms of how God sees things ought to work. That is not necessarily how New Hope sees things ought to work. This may not be in the Constitution, policies, and procedures, but it is in the Holy Word of God. And because it is, it bears some paying attention to every once in a while. For you see, God has order, but he also has decency. And I would hate that any church uh, that has leadership under yours truly to have orders but no decency. For my Bible always puts decency before order. And I like to tell people because of my background, if you don't treat me decent, you're going to have a hard time making me uh, comply with any orders. Because the Bible says to conduct things decently and in order. And so we find in the first Peter, letter of Peter, uh, these words con containing an order. And so the first order is given to me as the elder and then we flip it over on the spiritual and find out that we are all elders if you're old and mature in the faith of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The first verse and the second verse have to do with the orders given to those in leadership in the church. The elders which are among you exhort. In other words, lift up whom I have also an elder. Peter said he's also an elder and a witness of the suffering of Christ and a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Peter was the one that revealed uh, uh, to the rest of the disciples that uh, this is the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood have not revealed this unto you. So Peter said that there are things that I know by walking with them and then there are things that I know because the Lord has spoken to me. So I am a part of the two ways in which we discussed in Sunday school this morning, two ways in which people learn. You learn through education from the outside in, and you learn through revelation from the inside out. And that's the only two ways you're going to learn things, either by book sense or by God revealing it to you. And so Peter is saying that I've learned both ways. I've walked with them. I've talked with them. I've denied him. But he's also forgiven me of my sins, and I was privileged to be on the Sermon of the Mount, by which flesh and blood did not talk to me, but 
his spirit talked to me and revealed to me who Jesus Christ is. So uh, Peter is saying that I'm an elder too and a partaker of the glory which shall be revealed. Then he says, as an elder, you are to feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, don't put nobody in a chokehold, so much so that they cry out, I can't breathe. Don't beat nobody over the head with a Bible so much so that every time they see one, they regurgitate because you beat them all their life with the Bible. Not by constraint, but, with and, but willingly, not for filthy lucre. That, that's filthy riches and filthy money. You know, filthy money, not clean money, filthy money. Filthy money, like, like the indulgences that are uh, studying in, uh, for another class of teaching. And, and, and filthy lucre, like the sacraments of the Catholic Church by which they paid penance. Uh, you know, you go to the priest and he says, ten, say hail, five or six Hail Marys, and then say four or five Our Fathers, and, and then drop a little change off at the door as you leave. You know, they had to pay penance in for indulgences. That, and Martin Luther had to put up his 95 Theses by which he protested, call it the Protestant, but the Protestant church uh, that says that that's not right. Salvation comes from a sincere heart. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised him up from the dead, uh, Martin Luther said, no, you, you can't pay for salvation. And so we're not doing this for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Yes, Lord, have a ready mind, not a ready heart, not a ready spirit, but your mind got to be right. You can't be working out your therapy on, on people that you're supposed to help, and, and you're trying to do a test case on them with the things that you're going through. No, you can't do ministry like that. You can't do ministry like that. You can't do ministry like that. Those are my words to those who are running for any offices or by the nominating committee's uh, uh, discretion. And so the bottom line is you, you got to have a, a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's hair. In other words, don't show up talking about, I is the boss. I is the pastor. At New Hope, they said when things go wrong, they say, well, you the pastor. They do it another way. But, but, but you don't show up talking about, I is the boss. Many folk thought when I came here it would be so militaristic. That's the, man, I'm not militaristic at all. I was a chaplain in the Air Force. I had to talk to the highest rank and the lowest rank, and we all had to get along together. That's why you see around New Hope, you see folk that don't come to church helping the church out, and you see folk that do come to church help the church out, and you see folk that are not members of the church helping the church out, and you see all kinds of people that we relate to because I don't lord myself, oh, thank God I don't because I could. I don't lord myself over anybody in terms of giving them orders of what they could do. I just let you do what you think you can do best. If it don't work, it's not on me, it's on you. Because then what's going to happen is we're going to come back to an agreement once you figure out that what you're doing don't work. And I lean heavily, I lean heavily on young people to tell me what's going on. Yes, these old ears can hear. You don't understand sometimes, but these old ears can hear not lording over you you or being lords over God's heritage God's people being examples to the flock some of y'all think that I think I'm all that in a bag of chips but y'all heard why I'm something and you y'all heard the prayer <laughs> so you know where I get my help from the Lord and my wife because if I don't treat her right then God will stop my prayers to hear I can't have her interfering with my communication with God Sheila you know 
you will not interfere uh, with my communication with God. But in order for that not to happen, I got to treat Sheila right. And there are times when I don't treat her as right as I need to treat her. You understand? Because I'm a husband as well as a pastor, as well as a man. And so you know with those kind of combinations, the brother can mess up every once in a while. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I'm not the only one, and you don't need to be a pastor to mess up every once in a while. You can just be a man and mess up every once in a while. If you don't think so, ask your wife. She'll tell you you mess up every once in a teenage while. But be examples of or for or to the flock. You got to be an example. You got to be an example. Uh, that's why I lifted the, the instrumentalist because I saw how his dad was supporting his son. That son, you know, <laughs> you got the gay name. Now you, you got to show up here. You know, you got the Woodruff blood in you. You got to show up here. But he didn't let him fail. He just went on. And as far as he knows, everything was all right. It was all him. But backing him up was his father. There are some of us like that, uh, that, that we think is all us in a bag of trip, uh, chips. But, but, but backing us up is a God that cares for us. Backing us up is somebody that goes before us to calm the seas and to calm the raging mouths that often uh, scandalize our name. Somebody that will back us up and sometimes even go before us to make sure everything is all right. As, 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 as Jada was speaking, I was thinking about the pillar of light and, and the things that went before the people in uh, the exodus out of Egypt. God went before them to light their path. And his word can go before you because it is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway. So you don't lord yourself over anybody. The more education you get, the more humble you get. The more position you get, the more humble you get. The more elevation you get, the more humble you get. You're not getting all this for you. You're taking care of. God will take care of you. You get in this to help somebody else along the way. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. If the elders have done their job. Elder pastor, elder mother, elder usher, elder deacon, elder, elder, elder. If you have done your job, you shall receive a crown of righteousness, of glory, that fadeth not away. But then it says in the spiritual order, likewise, ye younger. I mean, you just don't get the rag on the old folk and think they all that and old school and don't know nothing. Let me tell you something about old school. Old school graduated. I'm going to let that hang out there a minute. You need to know and understand that the younger shall submit themselves unto the elder. Yea, all ye be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. That doesn't mean that the elder is supposed to rag on and call names to the young folk. It means that they submit themselves one to another. That there's an old Mississippi boy I know. I was talking to my wife about him last night. He sings this song. If you ever show up in this door, he'll, he'll be asked to sing this song. He said, I'm a stranger. That's how he sang it. Don't turn me away. I'm a stranger. Don't turn me away. For if you turn me away, you might need my help someday. I'm a stranger. 
stranger. That's how you say it. Don't turn me away. So old folk need to know, <laughs> you better treat these young folk with a little, little spoon of honey, a little, little everyone, because every once in a while you may figure out you're going to need their help one day. Oh, Mississippi boy, that's a Mississippi song. So you need to know and understand that we submit ourselves one to another. Yea, all, you be subject to one to another and be clothed with humility. You know, yeah, you know, it ain't no need in getting puffed up. You know, all is vanity. You know, there's no need in getting puffed up about what position you got and what position you got. It really, it, it doesn't be. It really don't. You know what? I put my shoes on the same way Dick and Binion put his shoes on. His shoes are shinier, and he probably can get up faster, but it's the same thing. You see, I mean, you, you know, it, 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 it really, only God should be glorified. Only God should be praised. Only God should be uh, uh, given the glory and adoration in such a way that we humble ourselves. As a matter of fact, it's going to say this, under the mighty hand of God. God resisted the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, that is, therefore under the mighty hand of God. Not under the hand of the pastor, the ushers, the deacons, the choir, members, or whatever auxiliary you got. Under the hand of God. That's why it doesn't bother me too much about people not necessarily signing up for auxiliary because they recognize and realize they got a crazy pastor they got to work for because they got to go out here and bring kids in. They got to go out here and feed people where they're already doing that. Got somebody doing that really, really good. And, and they got to do other things. They got to bring in these young people. They got to teach. They got to mentor. You know, I just can't rely on Omega Sci-Fi all the time or, or Promise Link all the time or, 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 or the, or the uh, Jack and Jill all the time or, or the AKAs all the time or the Delta Sigma Thetas all the time. I got to have some members of the New Hope Baptist Church that understand that God be praised. Those are social organizations. We are spiritual organizations. We are to stand up for Jesus as a soldier of the cross, lifting high his royal banner, which must not suffer loss. For victory unto victory, his army shall he lead. Every foe is vanquished, including the devil. And Christ is Lord indeed. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you, he may exalt you in due time. That's D-U-E, time. But in order for due time to come, you got to D.O. You got to do something and praise his holy name to give you the strength to be directed in the way that God would have you to go. Then it says, casting all your cares or all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Finally got to the text. God will take care of you. All you have to do is cast all your care on him and he will take care of you. That's how God works. I ain't saying how your boyfriend works. You might give him all your money and then he don't do nothing for you. You might be disappointed even when he tries. I'm not talking about your girlfriend. Same thing may happen but in reverse order. I'm talking about what God will do. God will take care of you. If you believe in God, if you confess your sins before God, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, and he will 
take care of you. It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. You see, you got to be sober. You got to be vigilant. You can't, you can't uh, have yourself in a state of drunken stupor so stupor to the point where you can't see which way to go and you can't see the enemy about to attack you. And he says, be that way because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. The United States Air Force allowed me at one time, I may have told you the story before, uh, to be stationed in Mombasa, Kenya. While I was in Kenya, there were a whole lot of crazy things that happened, but we got a little leave there a couple of days, and, and so we wanted to go on a safari, and I wanted to see a lion. I want to see a lion, number one, and I want to see an elephant, number two. You know, elephant. I want to see an elephant. They don't pronounce it like that in Kenya, but I'm going to pronounce it elephant. That's what it is to me. Number one, I wanted to see a lion, and I wanted number two to see an elephant. Been out there all day. Didn't pay for this, this, this safari. We just had a guide that was assigned to the unit, and so therefore we just went out with him. He's from there. He should know the neighborhood. I mean, why should I go down to the, to the Chamber of Commerce or to the, the Anchorage Convention and Visitors Bureau, you know, to, to get a tour of a Mound View? I got somebody to live in Mound View. They may run me around, man, let me see what's going on and find out where the real action is. That, that's kind of my approach. You know, some of y'all had that approach yourself. You don't need to pay all that money to see all these guys come and rip you off and don't show you what you want to see. Man, I want to go to where the best food is. I know you all, y'all, they, they call them the locals. So we got a local guide to show us where uh, the lions were. So we went out there to, to, to the National Forest and everything and, and to see the lions and everything, but didn't know lions show up. Well, obviously, lions know better than we do. They don't work at, in the daytime. You know, lions don't work in the daytime. We out there in the middle of the day, 12 o'clock, I'm busting sweat all over my floor, thinking a lion going to be around. Lions got better sense than to work in the daytime. You know, and, and, and if the Bible is saying that the devil is like a roaring lion, then, then you don't have to really worry about the devil in the daytime. You got to worry about the nighttime. You know, at the close of the day, that's when you got to worry about the lion. And so we went, we were getting frustrated because we hadn't seen anything. And I took, you know, two, you know, you know, two airmen out there, you know, you know, just, they knew, you know, and I'm supposed to be showing them around and everything like I've been to Africa before, right? And I'm, I'm showing them around and everything and, and talking to the guide and making the arrangements and everything. We're going out there. But they were a little too young. They were a little too green. So they get out the truck. And it's going to be four or five in the afternoon, and the sun beginning going down. They get out of the truck and say, wow, we ain't seen this, that, and other. So they get out looking around. But then, but then after a while, there's one word that I do know in Swahili. That means man. Bwana. 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 You talking to me? Bwana. You need to come back in the truck. You need to come back in the truck. You need to come back in the truck. So I got said, well, I get on back in the truck and see, I, said, I wasn't as old as I am now, but I got sense, this is neighborhood, this ain't my neighborhood. If I was walking around in Mountain View and somebody said, get in the car, let's go, I'm not going to be arguing like I'm from Argyle Garden, Chicago, I'm going to get in the truck and let's go. You see, that was between me and my wife there. And so the bottom line is that we're, 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 we're walking around and then he says, voila, and you need to get in the truck. So I got back in the truck, but the two other fellas, they out there walking around, laughing and playing and everything. They want to get some sand of Africa and all this crazy mess. I don't know why they want to take dirt back to, to the United States. I don't know if we would pass customs, but that's what they wanted to do. But when Bonner, when the man said, Bonner, get back in the truck, I'm getting back in the truck. Way off in the distance, that stood ahead, had an afro. 
and it wasn't a man, it was a four-legged beast called a lion. And, and, and he stood up and he stretched, and then they said, oh, over there, there's a lion. And yeah, yeah, over there, there's a lion there. And they said, oh, there's a lion. And he's way off, you know, about as far as here from here to Clark Middle School. They could see where they, they just laugh, they're joking, they're lying, they stand up. And they just say, I don't know, they just see a lion, ooh, lion, ooh, all that crazy folk. You ain't from here, you don't act like that. But no, I got on in the truck. Mama didn't raise no fools. And daddy didn't raise no bosses. And so what happened is that <laughs> after a while, he said, tell, tell friends, get in truck. And I said, y'all better come on in here. And then he cranked up the engine. And I said, well, this brother about to leave them out here. <laughs> and the line way over there. Next thing I know, uh, they finally, you know, I had to, I had to, I hardly ever do this when I was in the military, because, you know, chaplains have rank without command. I said, hey, man, y'all better get here. I'm going to tell y'all supervisor, y'all act a fool out here. All right, so they get back in the truck. As soon as they get back in the truck, four or five female lines about from here to the door. I said, no, this boy over here pimping. He was out there pimping. He was out there uh, stretching, uh, ready for his meal. But the young ladies, <laughs> the young ladies, they were coming to get the meat. And that was them. And that's how the devil worked. While he got your attention on something else, something else going to grab you and devour you. That's how the devil works. Don't think the devil going to take you one-on-one. -on -one. He can't handle you. He can't handle you. He can't handle you. Yeah, but, but, but he's got others that he's working with, and that's how the devil works. The devil works in teams. He's a wild year, and he distracts you. And the job of the big, regal, lion is to distract you. And then, but he's always the first one to eat. The distractor is the one that's the first one to eat, by the way. They kill, he comes and eat, and they get there as a feed the family. That's how that works. We were very fortunate to get in that truck in time for to slam the door and see lions that way. And you know a lion has top speed of 60 miles an hour. So 60 miles an hour between here and that door means he could have got to us pretty fast, or they could have. That's what the Bible is saying. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion. Walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. This is how they hunt. And notice, they always try to fleece and to kill the young and the old. Try to take them out. But the Bible says, you resisted, whom resisteth the proud in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So don't think that you're out here by yourself in your sins. There are other people doing the same sins you're doing. That the, your other brothers are doing the same thing. And they need the same help that we need. And don't ever think that you're better than anybody else. Because if it wasn't for the grace of God, if it had not been for the Lord on your side, you'd be home. You be jobless. You be penniless. You be all them lessons. And, and therefore, you should always humble yourself in the presence of the Lord. It says, with the God of all grace, whom have called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after ye have suffered for a while, make your perfect established strength of you, to him be the glory, dominion, and power forever. What does all this mean? Well, go back to the subject. Be not dismayed, whatever be time. God will take care of you. Regardless of all the lions 
If you accomplish what he set you out to accomplish as an elder, and you teach the younger, and you and the younger submit yourselves one to another in communion with one another, so therefore the traditions of the church, the traditions of life, uh, the, the, the knowledge and the wisdom that comes from being older translates over to the younger, then God will take care of you. The reason it has to happen that way because there are people trying to cut you down. There are people trying to destroy you. There are people that are jealous and envious of you. There are people that are hungry and destitute. There are people that are trying to do whatever they can to bring you down because they see that God is working in your life. But be not dismayed. God will take care of you. you, you you're, you're in good shape. God will take care of you. God will take you, care of you like no one else can take care of you. God will bless you when you didn't think that you should be blessed. God would exalt you when you didn't think you would ever be exalted. God will feed you when you couldn't find anything in the refrigerator. Oh, we used to call it the icebox. Anybody remember the icebox? Hey, God will do things for you that you never thought he would do for you because you didn't think you deserve it. But you are a child of God. And every child of a father deserves food, deserves being treated right, deserves being pitied, deserves being uplifted, deserves being a child in which Every day will be a happy day with a full stomach, a full meal, with clothes, shelter. Every child deserves that. Our Father, which is in heaven, provides that for you, a means to get there. And if you are accosted by a roaring lion, he'll prepare for you a way of escape. I got in that Jeep, and I got up out of there. I didn't have no AK-47. I was just out there looking around. But now I got in the Jeep. That's my way of escape. And two fellas almost didn't make it. But my wife will tell you, when I shut the door, I'll go home. I'll tell your son what happened to you. I prayed for you, and you just wasn't as fast as me. But I'm trying to tell you, God will take care of you. He'll prepare a way for you in season, out of season. Don't you worry about people slamming doors in your face. When they slam one door, they open about four or five more. God's got so many doors. You know, he got all these matches. You know, matches do have doors now. And so, therefore, it is not inconceivable that another door will be open for you to be able to do what God has assigned you to do from the beginning. Yeah, let them shut the door. You just made me go to a bigger house. Let them slam it in my face. You just made me wipe my face off and dust my shoes off like the Bible said and let my peace Return unto me. What you have done is given me another opportunity to see the world. You know, you can go to one house, they slam the door in your face. Well, maybe, maybe I've seen that house. Well, let me go on to another house. I, I can see more and more houses. The more they're slammed in my face, the more houses I'm going to see. Because I will always be there knocking at the door to be able to do what God has assigned me to do. God will take care of you because he loves you. Don't matter whether you think the pastor loves you or not. God loves you. What difference it make whether he loves you? Don't make no difference. <laughs> if God loves you, he got to fall in line with God. He or she, whatever it may, may be. God loves you. He loves you. That's a tough sermon. We'll, we'll continue that next week. You need to know and understand that whatever happens in your life, God got you back. Got you. He got you. To live is Christ. 
To die is gain. I cried a lot this week. But then I had to realize that to live is Christ. We in Christ. But if I die, I'll gain. I can have life and I can have it more abundantly. God is more, 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 more. That's our God. It's the thief that comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But God comes that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He don't just give you a little bit to, to get you through. He wants to give you more. Do your job as an elder. But submit to the elder, young folk, and work together with them, and we can go on up the king's highway together. Be not dismayed, whatever be tired. God will take care of you. Let us all stand. Be.